Hey everyone, Michael Antonovich with Swap Moto Live, here for another episode of the Midweek Podcast presented by Yoshimira R&D. Eric Bernard is one of my favorite people in the industry. A part of the pit area for longer than I've been alive, the well-connected Frenchman stays busy with roles like Global Advisor for Fox Racing, Competition Director at Red Bull's Imagination and Straight Rhythm Events, and Rider Coordinator for the Paris Supercross. Last weekend's race at the La Defense Arena was Eric's 35th, and with Xavier Edouard, they put together a championship caliber lineup that drew two nights of massive crowds and worldwide attention. We grabbed some time with Eric on Sunday afternoon and talked about everything from the essence of the race and its place in European motocross, to the next step for electric motorcycles and what he sees from his place in the sport. Are you looking for more power from your 2023 KTM or Husqvarna? Yoshimira R&D has added RS12 exhaust for the 250 and 354 strokes to their inventory. These pipes and silencers enhance the engine throttle response, make the most of the low end and mid-range power, and show more than a 2% gain in max torque and horsepower on the dyno. Japanese titanium, cut and shaped in America and distributed exclusively by Western Power Sports. Visit Yoshimira-RD.com for more. Uh, how's everything been for you lately? Very good, very good. We had a fantastic uh, last night. You know, it was a 39th Paris Supercross, which uh, has happened in three different locations, as you know. But uh, it seems to be the, the new home and we are to stay. Uh, fantastic racing, sold out house. Um, difficult to think about anything much better as far as what we've seen last night. But, uh, you know, just uh, always excited to be here. Racing last night was amazing. I think too, even how these last few weeks have gone, uh, really lived up to the excitement that we were hoping for with all these guys active, ready to go, and feisty too. Yes, absolutely, because we we had we honestly have five of the seven best riders in the world here, and uh, they're all in great shape. It seems like Anaheim is next week. Uh, I mean, especially Eli and Kenny, they are like on top of the game. Uh, it was amazing. The racing yesterday was amazing with, uh, you know, with everything we've seen. Hopefully the fans had a chance to see it at home, but uh, really, really not uh, exhibition racing. This is this was real racing. Mm -hmm. And it goes so good into re-getting or re-establishing this race after two difficult years. You know, no race in 21, subdued one-day show last year with uh, modified format, no King of Paris, anything like that. Yeah, you guys pulled out all the stops this year. Yeah, we we had to to go with the, with our, with the times. You know, mm -hmm. during COVID in 2020, it was cancelled. Uh, we tried as hard as we could, but it was just not doable. In 21, we were able to succeed with one night, and uh, all the great team here worked very hard to make it happen in one night. Most likely. It was not enough, you know, to to get the race to be uh, financially successful, but it was a great sports success. Mm -hmm. And this year we're back to two 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 days, and uh, that's what the fans are looking for. And the thing that's so important about this race, you know, we see it from all over the world, especially as like American race fans. Yeah, it's cool for guys to come here. It's fun to watch something in the off season, but this is so important to French motocross. This is where everyone wants to come to. There's so many products that are here, so many industry people that are here. Yes, this race has to happen. It's where European Supercross began. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, short of couple 
off-season races that are no longer in, in business, like Amsterdam or Genoa. This is where it started in 1984, and it, it's been really like a, a staple of European Supercross. Yes, it is really French, but it's really European. You know, it's, it's bigger than France, that race. I keep seeing people from all over Europe here, and a lot of Americans as well, because, you know, as, as you know, it's so exciting to be here. David Bailey had this great caption on his Instagram with some photos of when he first came here. Yes. And I'm not going to lie, David is why I've always wanted to come to this race. Yes. Like reading what he always wrote about when you guys would be in Bercy, the paper airplanes, the cigarette smoke, all of that <laughs> was really what made me want to come. So to have seen how it is and to come yeah. experience it is fun. Uh, to be a part of it yes. as long as you've been is unbelievable too. Yes, it's always, nobody's smoking anymore. Uh -huh. So you, you have to be bummed about that. A little bit. Yes. <laughs> I really am a little yeah. bit. I just wish uh, I had that life. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a, we, we've lost some charms, which I don't miss much, being quasi-American, yeah. you know, so I don't miss that part. But uh, otherwise, yeah, I mean, the, the great David Bailey was uh, was awesome to, to when he was here. I, I think he's been back since, I think we had him like 15 years ago coming back to celebrate with us and uh, always welcome here. You know, all the, all the previous champion have been always kind of... Uh, cherishing this place and it's a it's really a, a, a unique unique race unique location I got to have this great conversation with Xavier last night um, which I was super happy about because I've never gotten to have one-on-one -on -one time with him like that yeah so to know what you guys were up against this year with Jet and Hunter having to pull out the way yeah. that they did uh, the last-minute replacements for Ken and Justin though I think that you guys did everything the right way and it's really showing um, how difficult is it for you when those situations arise or does it get easier because everyone knows what they can expect when they come to this race? You know, I mean, 99% of the fan know we're going to do, do our best to make it happen. And now it's not always easy. I mean, when, you know, when I was kind of talking and thinking about Kenyon and Justin during the straight rhythm. Then the, the next day we lose the Lawrences. So it was kind of like a shoe in. We have to we had to work very quickly to get uh, Kenny to to get ready. Mm -hmm. And Justin, uh, thanks to the great people at Genuine Honda and all the Honda team, you know, we got the bikes, we got everything done in two weeks. It's kind of like a, a miracle, but there's no recipe. It's always kind of like uh, we just have to we just have to wing it when it comes. You know, it's really, you know, uh, two weeks ago everything was ready, and uh, two weeks ago minus one day nothing was ready. So it's uh, it's definitely one of the exciting part of of my job. You mentioned Xavier; he's been the, the sport director for that event forever. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been I've been the sports organizer for US for 35 years, and uh, we we have a team that uh, has uh, literally a hundred a hundred of years of experience together on the Supercross field. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Like, uh, even on David Bailey's caption, talking about Xavier and yeah. all the stuff that they've done from then to now. Like, it's the yeah. same group of people, so it's kept that same energy yes. the whole time. Yes, I mean, you know, for most of the people I work with, it's the only Supercross a year, mm -hmm. you know, so it's like uh, the level of energy and excitement is like no other. You know, it's, it's always an I'm one here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, the big news that you guys really announced with was getting Eli. To get the defending Supercross champion yes. has only happened, what, three times in the last 22 years? Yes. McGrath in 2000, James in 2009, uh, Jason Anderson in 2018. 
How important is that to bring a star to the French crowd? I think it's um, having the U.S. Supercross champion is the foundation. You know, when you have the foundation, you can build up. Mm -hmm. So having Eli, which we almost got last year, but the, the brand the, the brand switch was mm -hmm. kind of a you know detrimental to what that happening because not enough practice, and uh, that was you know Eli has been here like five times in his career and always enjoyed it. We always had a great time with Eli. It's just he, he likes to be outside of the US. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of a shoe in, yet um, it was not always easy. I mean, it's, it's getting more difficult and more difficult uh, with time, you know, and uh, the, the curveball of the World Supercross and all that, that stuff, which, is, uh, which has been good for the sports in many ways, it just makes things more complicated. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, walking around the stadium, just seeing everyone that's excited going to the bars, the bakeries, yeah. outside. I mean, <laughs> <I'm>, we all? <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. that we have this. Uh, I was in Cardiff a few weeks ago, and just to see everyone kind of similar vibe yeah. in the city and the streets, because, you know, when we come to a U.S. Supercross, we're kind of in a parking lot at a baseball stadium, and we're removed from the city in a way. Yeah. Um, I really like what that brings to this, and I think that that even adds to the fan thing, because it's yeah. not hardcore motocross people all the time. There's some people yeah. that just want to come have a good yeah. weekend. No, absolutely. It's a, it's very much of a unique race where we have a very, very big proportion of hardcore fans. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we have 20, 25% of the people that are just fans. You know, they just like motorcycle racing, and that that's all, you know. So we, we still have some some people here not as much as we had 30 years ago where we had ladies in fur coats and you know big big cars and stuff like that but it's still kind of like the only race in the world that brings people outside of our you know bubble mm -hmm. you know for it's plenty of reasons yeah, yeah. It's got to be fun for a guy in your position, 35 years, to see this go through all the changes, three different stadiums, yeah. two strokes to four strokes, so many different superstars. Like, yeah, Eric, you could tell me so many stories. Yeah, on we, could write, we could write a couple books, but I'm <laughs> not sure we will. <laughs> um, yeah, it's definitely less wild than it was 20 years ago. Yeah. The, the, the riders have been becoming more athletes and less rock stars, mm -hmm. you know, even though so that's questionable, but uh, you know, 30 years ago, we'd have been all thinking about the, the party that would get us straight to the plane tonight. Yeah. Like right now, nobody's talking about the party. <laughs> a few people, yeah. but not the serious yes. guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, you've been on a whirlwind. You know, we know how busy you are, yeah. especially in this fourth quarter of the year. And I'm very happy that it's been busy like this for you this year. I'm sure it's been stressful at times from yes, imagination to straight rhythm and all the other projects you have going yeah. on. But uh, the fact that you do all of it, it keeps you motivated, it keeps you young. Like I'm always happy to see you because you're passionate about it. Yeah, no, it's, it's my life. I mean, it's, uh, I only knew two things when I was a kid growing up in France is I wanted to be an American motocross and uh, in US. So that's that's pretty much uh, done. You know, when you accomplish your dream, you just keep pushing it to, make, to extend it as long as you can. I don't want to wake up. <laughs> I'm still dreaming. This is why I have so much fun with you, Art, because I'm the same thing. I'm yes, just some hick-ass exactly. kid from Illinois that yeah. wanted to just be Supercross fan. Yeah, yeah yes. I love it. And we, we have very few of, uh, of that kind, you know, and uh, we have no nationality, no borders. We mm -hmm. just love the sport, and we always enjoy working together. So for a guy that's been here so long and has made motocross his life, what do you think about where we're going right now? There's a lot of, I'm not, you know, not to put you in like a political position, but yeah. just as a fan, as somebody looking, it's a very um, 
interesting and promising yes. time with a lot of different directions. Absolutely. And it's a very good question because there's a lot of things happening, a lot of effort being made. Um, it's, it's too early to say how good it's going to be for the future of motocross which I call motocross supercross because it's, you know, when you, when you have two wheels on dirt, it's kind of motocross. And uh, um, new stuff are always uh, reviving. You know, it's always kind of like bringing new blood to a picture is always a good thing. Uh, now it's too early to say, but I think when you look at a season like 23 with all the new stuff happening, uh, I think the fans should be pretty happy about it. You know, hopefully that will be positive in, in the big picture and the long run. But I think for the fans, for the sport, for you and I, it's it's pretty good. Mm -hmm. It's pretty good. Yeah. The racing that we've seen in the last two years is incredible. And I think that's going to be the big thing that drives. I mean, new races, new this, new that, new formats. That's all good. Yeah. But to see the talent that we have, to see how competitive everyone is, yeah. to see how healthy everyone has been too, I think that's been really good. If we can have a year like we just came off of, even just like 80% is good. It'll be a good year. Yes, absolutely. It's what I keep telling people. It doesn't matter how good the riders are. The chemistry of the race is still an unknown factor. Mm -hmm. And you could have the 10 best guy in the world and have a, a less interesting race than the next 10 best guy in the world. So I've been always kind of a, a bit leery about it because it's just, you know, it's just such a rolling the dice, you know. Mm -hmm. But like yesterday, we had we had guys in their place and everybody wanted to number one spot. So that was super exciting. Okay. Last thing, um, what I really like for you is that you are always looking towards the next thing. So when Alta came around, you were very mindful of that and helped them out in the ways you could. With Stark, you're a part of that. Yeah. Now the FIM Explorer Championship that's kind of getting yeah. off the ground that you've helped with. I know that the electric you know, motorcycle thing is so much of a hot topic, but for a guy that's kind of seen from the ground of how it's going, where do we really, what's the potential with this? You know, I, I think we need to have electric motorcycles. I think it's, it will open new doors. I'm not for replacement, mm -hmm. you know, I, I'm just thinking that as much as we went from two stroke to modern two strokes to four stroke and now super modern two four strokes, electric bikes are, have, have a spot. Um, I'm trying to give my, my knowledge and skills to whoever is pushing the sport in the right direction. And, it, and it's a case with, with Stark, with uh, eXplorer, just, just trying to you know, push because I know we've lost so much land, we've lost so many places to ride, and if we could have any any alternative to that, it would be absolutely awesome. So, you know, uh, it, I know it's it's still far fetched. We're trying very hard, and uh, it, it's it's going to work out for the the best of the sport at some stage. Mm -hmm. But I can't tell you when. Yeah. <laughs> no, I understand. Yeah. I mean. For the perspective that you have, you know, you come to Europe enough, you know the challenges that they face over here. Yeah. It's not what it is in the U.S. where you have no. a, a, you know, a track in your backyard. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, for instance, uh, you know, when I started to get involved heavily in, in electric bike racing, you know, people from Belgium came to me and said, we don't have a motocross track in Belgium, it's over. Mm -hmm. You know, Lommel is open a couple of days a month. You know, so that was, that was really, really touched my heart because Belgium is where I went as a kid to race and watch motocross and they don't have a track anymore. So something has to be done. Mm -hmm. And uh, sadly, not everybody on the same page, as you mentioned, US is the biggest motocross market in the world. Noise is not a big issue in US, mm -hmm. culturally and because of the space. But um, 
we, we can live with noise in the US. You know, I live in Daytona Beach. I, it's mm. like we have Bike Creek, we have mm. a Biketoberfest. It's like noise is not an issue. Uh, but in Europe, it's a big one. Mm. So, you know, we have to think of the sport as a global sport on, on one big picture. And I know it's very difficult, politically speaking, for manufacturers and federation alike. You know, so that, that is also what I'm trying to, to help if I can. No, and I, I mean, honestly, Eric, that's what I appreciate so much about what you're doing. There's so many people that could come into this job and be a consultant or this or that and just pick and choose what they do to try to get ahead. But you really do try to take care of everyone evenly. You, even in the pit area here, you could play favorites with one rider over another, but everyone gets treated equally. You go to every, to every pit, I, I mean, deliver water to people yes, when they need it. Yes. You know yes. the way to be, you yeah, know, no, it's, 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 it's a family. It's yes. a family for me. It's not, a, there's no number one rider, number two riders. They, they're all equal, you know, and they're trying to take care of them, you know, I love them all, you know, and it's uh, it's motocross, supercross, freestyle, uh, you know, it's uh, enduro because, you know, as you know, I love enduro as well. And it's just like I feel extremely fortunate to have to have um, an open door to all those tribes within our tribes, which is uh, it's so refreshing, just like your job, mm -hmm. you know, you to be jumping from the, the best supercross guys to the best freestylers or best enduro guys and uh, having a, a very warm and positive report with them, it's it's totally rewarding and, uh, you know, I can die now, I'm good. <laughs> okay, very last thing. Please don't die soon. I need you around for a while longer. Uh, we have a lot more fun to have. But um, I've been in a lot of the stuff, I didn't go to straight rhythm, but I've been in a lot of the things you've had these last few months. Yeah. Uh, I think about like Tyler hitting that massive jump in imagination. Oh. Unbelievable. Goosebumps, goosebumps. Right. <laughs> um, I think about like the great racing that you guys had on the beach at yeah. Straight Rhythm. You come here to this iconic race. What has been like the standout pinch me moment that you've had in maybe the last eight weeks? No question, imagination. The the final round between Tyler and Axel Hodges, Tyler Behrman and Axel Hodges for the European fan. It's uh, there was uh, the, when they, they went for their run. Uh, honestly. I think I didn't brace mm -hmm. for four minutes for each run. It was so intense, so beautiful, so dangerous that uh, I have to say, without a question, was uh, super, super, unbelievably intense. And uh, the talent of those two riders is just amazing. Mm -hmm. Be, uh, being in Kansas, I mean, I don't know, we were in like an open field in the middle yeah. of nowhere, but when both of those guys dropped in for their run, you could feel the tension just build yes. from everyone. Yes, yeah. it reminded me when we were trying to do the first backflip in, uh, in Geneva Supercross in 2000. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And now we don't even, we don't even blink, we don't even blink mm -hmm. when we see a flip. I know. <laughs> That's been so funny to me at all these races that I've gone yeah. to, because now freestyle is so much a part of it. Yeah. And like, I hate to be jaded, but I'm like, okay, I've seen this all so many times, yeah. but I know so many other people are blown away by it. I know that if I was like 14 yeah. and I saw a backflip like that for the first time, I'd it's, lose It's the easiest form of uh, motorsport to understand. Mm -hmm. You know I mean? It's like there's no, no, it's just like, it's, Expression. it's yeah. just simply amazing what they do, you know, and we have some of the best freestyle riders here, as, as you know, mm -hmm. you know, and the fans know most likely. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Midweek Podcast. Let us know what you think or who you want to hear from below. Follow us on social media and visit swapmotolive.com for more.